Welcome to Show Me Something Wrong, where each episode one of us chooses a movie to watch that the other hasn't seen. The movie is often obscure, usually odd, and always wrong. I'm Dave. And <laughs> I'm... Were you about to go first? No. <laughs> I'm Dave. Let's keep this in. I'm Dave. I am also Dave. <laughs> no, you're not. And I'm Guy. <laughs> And today I've chosen the movie, and it's Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You, a.k.a. Can't Stop My Crazy Love For You, a.k.a. Crazy Love For You. <laughs> Wait, what was, the, what was the difference between the first two? Don't Stop My Crazy Love For You, Yeah. Can't Stop My Crazy Love uh... For You, or in the film itself, the title just said Crazy Love For You. You heard it here first, folks. Let's get into it. <laughs> So this is our first Cat 3. Oh, mate. We finally did it. I'm so excited to talk about this film. And it's peak Cat 3 era mm. as well. This is from 1993. The juicy years. A very good year for Hong Kong Cat 3s. But maybe before we dive into the film itself, maybe mm. we should talk a little bit about Cat 3. Or That's Category 3. As they say. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, what is Category 3, Guy? Tell me, please. Well, the Category 3 is a rating in Hong Kong mm. for the... Well, what initially was erotic cinema. Mm. And and then... Is that right? I don't know if it's... Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It started in I, 1988 as like a new kind of classification. Right. Because yeah. it, it, initially it was, it was the 2B. That was the highest categorization. They introduced the Cat 3... And it was mainly for erotic cinema. And then I remember Story of Ricky, Our Mate Ricky. Mm. That was the first film that got a Cat 3 rating for a non-erotic film. And Ah. it was the first Cat 3 for just gore and violence. Is that definitely true? That's what I heard. (laughs) Who'd you hear that from? My my mate. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so basically, yeah, it is just a a rating system. Mm. But I do think that Cat 3... Hong Kong films, they do carry a certain weight. It's 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 a genre in itself, essentially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because so, they all have that that cat three yeah. goodness, yeah, that yeah. ooze that oozing yeah. flavour. It's not yeah, it's not just like, oh, this is like an R-rated film. It's much more than mm. that. It's very special. <laughs> it's it's very special. Not all the time, but most of the time, I I would say it is. I think it's funny you mentioned Story of Ricky, because that was my first Cat 3 really? viewing. Oh. Yeah, so back when I was maybe like 14 or 15, I saw a story of Ricky for the first time and it completely fucking blew my mind. Mm. Still one of my favorite movies ever. Mm. But I didn't even know what a Cat 3 was at that point. Right. It wasn't until maybe when I was in my 20s, I met my mate Pierre, who is uh, obsessed with uh, Cat 3s. Right. And we used to go to like a bootleg... Hong Kong DVD shop and just buy every Cat 3 they had. Amazing. So he he introduced me to the Daughter of Darkness films. Oh, who's that? Lily Chung? Is that her? She yeah, She's yeah. like the, the scream queen, queen yeah, of the Cat queen of Cat 3. I fucking love her. And I think they're not necessarily my favourite Cat 3s, but I think they sum up how fucking insane the genre is mm. more than any other film, especially the first one. 
they, they are they are really that, that daughter of darkness and brother of darkness well they're just so evil in spirit yeah and they're, they're like this amazing mix of really really stupid comedy like mm. full-blown cross-eyed mm. cop comedy mm. <laughs> and then absolutely horrific violence and and yeah sexual violence like mm. really horrific stuff i think my my favorite is probably untold story which is a pretty obvious choice oh, it's the and classic red to kill i think mm. is phenomenal as well yeah yeah how, how about you how did you get into cat 3 films you know what thinking about it now probably the first cat 3 i watched was also story of ricky because i remember seeing that again did you say 14 because i think about i saw that, that when age, i was yeah. about 14 as well i bought like a bootleg on ebay but and that that like yeah i was in the same boat as you i didn't know about the genre of cat 3 and it wasn't until I was 18 and I was dating a girl from Hong Kong. Uh, it was a shortly lived relationship, but she was like a wealth of knowledge for Hong Kong cinema. She knew all of them. So she was the one who introduced me to like the untold story and Ebola syndrome and everything. And because she could she could do with the Chinese. She was going on all these like foreign websites and downloading all of these films. And we were just, we just watched cat three films nonstop for the 10 month duration of our relationship. Oh man. So (laughs) what's a relationship? Oh, it was fucking great. Yeah. And that was it. And so we pretty much just like blitzed every cat three film we can get our hands on. And so, and it was all in such a, such a, a short period of yeah. time. So they all kind of just merged together. I've had, yeah, I think I've had almost, other than the relationship part, I think I had the same experience as you where I watched them really within like a year. Mm. I think I watched every single mm. cat three I could possibly get my, my hands on. Yeah. And at that time I went to Hong Kong for the first time and I was just like scouring the shops yeah. for, for like filthy cat threes. I still remember finding the Cat 3 Pretty Woman. Oh, that's which, a great yeah, one. That, that yeah, that is really good. And I just couldn't find it anywhere. And then I, I went to this shop and saw the VCD right up on the top shelf and had to ask the guy to get it down from, like, get up on a ladder and pull Brilliant. it down. But I was like, my heart was, like, racing. Amazing. It. That's what yeah. I want to see again. Speaking of which, I also went to Hong Kong um, with, with that girl I was dating. And I also found, um, I found the Story of Ricky 2 VCD. Yeah, you've told which me about is, that um, before. a bit of a, a, a relic. It's a, one that no one even is aware ex- that it exists. Yeah, but it's I not the no same idea guy. until you mentioned it. Yeah. Not gory at all. It's very much a martial arts movie. But I, again, I was just like, oh my fucking God, Story of Ricky 2. Bought it, was very disappointed. But yeah. also, um, whilst I was there, I went to Macau. Uh, Macau being the the place where they um, filmed the untold story, where the murders that the untold story was based on actually happened. And I went to the restaurant that they filmed all of those scenes in. And it's like, you can literally like pick out all the shops. You can be like, this is where that shot was filmed. <laughs> this is where she got chopsticked. And, um, and they sell the, the pork buns. Oh, that's so good. So this, it was, I was just like, <laughs> this is so surreal. I'm in the restaurant of the untold story eating these pork buns. It was wow. like a highlight of my life. That is awesome. And then I, bro- <laughs> and then I broke up with that girl. I never went back. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to visit that place. It was pretty damn good. Mm. Okay. Should we dive in? Let's dive in. Okay, so yeah, I was so excited that you hadn't seen this film, by mm, the way. Mm. I've like I've been wanting to rewatch this for so long because it is such a fucking crazy movie. So yeah, this came out in 1993. 
it's directed by a guy. I, I'm I'm going to mess up so many names in this, in this episode. <laughs> it's directed by Hon Wai Tat. Oh, you fucking butchered it, Dave. Yeah, I guess I did. And quite shockingly, he has zero credits to his name other than this. Oh, wow. As a director in any other role as well, this is it. That's insane. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just a... He's just not being listed properly mm. online, but there is nothing else he, he is credited right. for. Which is really surprising because it's quite a well-directed film as far as Cat 3s go. But here's an interesting one. The One of the writers... Mm. So there's three writers for this oh, film, wow. okay. believe it or not. One of the writers is Nam Yin. I don't mm. know if you recognize that name, but he's uh, yeah an actor and a writer of some of my favorite Hong Kong films. So he wrote Hong Kong Godfather. Not seen that. Oh, fuck. That's great. So that's my favorite Shaw Brothers movie. Okay. So it's like 80s. Mm. Uh, he wrote School on Fire. Nope. Prison on Fire. No. Is that a theory? <laughs> There's a lot of things on they're, fire. They're also <laughs> both great. But he is the brother mm. of Ringo Lamb. No, what the what? Yeah, so the director of City on Fire, which was, you know, basically the main influence for Reservoir Dogs. Mm. Uh, and then he went on to make, like, Van Damme films in America, like Replicant. Have you seen Replicant? Nope. In Replicant, Van Damme, there's, like, two Van Dams, like a cloned Van Damme. Oh, awesome. And one of them, like, is a bit, you know, mentally not right. And he does he, he does a cum in his pants in what? one scene. So oh, I like God. that he's, like, bringing the Hong Kong yeah. absurdity to America with that film. Brilliant. So, yeah, he, he's one of the writers, Ringo Lamb's brother. Okay. And then there's a martial arts director on this film, mm, which I, I makes was, sense because there's a lot of fighting, surprisingly. I was thinking the fight scenes in this are amazing. Yeah, fucking awesome. And so the martial arts director is Lau Ka Wing, who's a martial arts actor from, like, you know back in the 70s and 80s and he's just like you know acted and directed and been like the martial arts director for so many films that you would know it's just like this huge list wow of amazing kung fu movies so there was a lot of like pretty important people involved in making this yeah which is pretty nuts considering it's his only film and such a fucking good one yeah i know it's wild and even more exciting, Ooh, the cast. It keeps getting better. Oh, I mean, you already know this one. Oh, yeah. This film stars Simon Yam mm-hmm. uh, as Fred. <laughs> and Simon Yam, to me, he is second only to Anthony Wong yeah. in terms of, like, crazy, mm. like, Cat 3 rapist murderer yeah. characters. Simon Yam, of course, being... Dr. Lam. Dr. Lam. Yes. And this is maybe my favorite role of his. You I know think- what? I thought I was watching it, and I thought he did a lot better in this than in Doctor Lamb. Mm. I thought this his performance in this, not only his <laughs> but hers as well, yeah, yeah. were just so incredible. And really, Doctor Lamb is fine. It's mm. good. It's the more gory option, which yeah. you know people like when they want Cat Three films. But I would say this is the better film. Yeah, I, I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen that, but I definitely, at least performance-wise, mm. like him mm. more in this, because he is absolutely cuts loose, which we'll talk about a lot as we get into it. Fucking great. And then, yeah, acting alongside him, as you mentioned, the other main actor is really fantastic. So it's Yvonne Hung... Oh? <laughs> Yvonne <laughs> Young Hung. Right. You might know her as the star of Chinese Torture Chamber Story, uh, which is another yeah. fucking great cat three. And uh, yeah, she's playing Kitty. Kitty, uh, yeah, a yeah. Kind of like TV 
trashy TV journalist. <laughs> like all, all the news reports, she does seem very, very trashy. Mm. And she is fucking awesome in this. It's a great performance. Uh, I was I was moved by her performance. Yeah, it's. I was I was very taken back by how it's legit. On. She was in this role. Yeah, yeah, it's really great. Mm. Um, yeah, truly an excellent performance. Mm. So, should we get into the film itself? Let's well, it. All right. So we start very very Cat Three credits. Mm. We've got red text mm. on a black screen. In these opening credits, we're getting two people putting makeup on. And like said, so it's cutting cutting between these mm. two people. It's like a different like color scheme for both the scenes. You know what? Mm. I'm gonna stop you just for a second because I didn't even realize these were two different people. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I was watching, and it's like lots of close up shots. People mm. putting makeup on, lipstick, and you know the eyelashes yeah. and everything. Uh, I did not even realize that these were two different people. <laughs> I think we're getting so we're getting Kitty sort of getting ready yeah. for a news report, mm. and then like as it's cutting, I'm like, wait, hang on, that. That is like a very stubbled looking upper lip. Yeah. And then you realize Simon Yams also, you know, as Fred is, you know, putting lipstick on, putting makeup on and putting this kind of ridiculous wig on. And there's no context at this point. So no. it's like, what the fuck is going on? Um, but yeah, so it's cutting between our sort of two leads at that point there. And then we go into a scene of Kitty Wong in her job as a reporter. Mm. She's outside a very, very prominent Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> And uh, she's interviewing kids about, like, idol, idol admiration. admiration yeah. yeah. And uh, I love that, the, like, subtitles in Hong Kong films are just so much fun. <laughs> and, like, this film, this film has a moment, we'll talk about it later, that mm. is my favorite ever shitty Hong Kong subtitle moment of all time. Yep, okay. But even at this point, this first scene, she's <laughs> she calls, the translation has... Uh, her calling everybody pal. Yeah. So she's like, "Hey, pal, who's your who's your idol?" And like, "Oh, Andy Lau's my idol." Okay, how about you, pal? What do you what do you like, pal? So yeah, she's basically talking to these these teens mm. about who which idols they like. One guy just starts talking about an actress that he likes because she shows her shoulders, <laughs> and that's very sexy. <laughs> I mean, this is the part. I mean, I was watching it. And I was like, the intro is great, really moody, the the atmosphere, and like the music was incredible. And then cutting to her doing the the street interviews, and then I was like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, this is <laughs> this is Cat Three territory, yeah. isn't it? Um, the reason I say that, and it, it, it kind of took me back to that time where I was watching <laughs> all of these like weird dubs and whatever transfers of old films, um, because. This is uh, a Cantonese film. It was originally shot in Cantonese, but the version we watched is dubbed in Mandarin. Is it not? Maybe. I think there were two audio options. Fuck off. Oh, my God. I definitely watched it in Cantonese. Fucking hell. Oh, you fucker. (laughs) You fucker, Dave. So, yeah. And then... Oh, shit. So, I... (laughs) So yeah, I, I was watching, it and it was dubbed in Mandarin, mm. but it was Cantonese. It's a Cantonese language film, and then we also have the English subtitles and the Chinese subtitles, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so it's like this linguistic overload <laughs> of information. Oh man, I didn't even know there was the. the I, I'm oh, fi- yeah, I definitely watched it in Cantonese. God damn, I watched it in Mandarin <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> oh no! But but that took me back, like mm. to you know to that you know when I was eighteen, watching all these things, and a lot of the time it was like one ear would be in Mandarin and oh, one ear would yeah, be in Cantonese. The PCDs? Yeah, yeah, plus not. like two subtitle tracks mm. burn in, and it's like oh, oh that, fucking up. That up. is intense. Yeah, yeah. I. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love, I kind of love the double subtitle thing. Like, I know it's annoying, it's but it's annoying. also great. Because, mm. I don't know, like, I remember watching so many of these films where the subtitles were so poorly done that they sort of cut off at the end. Oh, yeah. So you're yeah. trying to work out what's being said. I think that even might even happen in oh, it did, a few it times did, it as did. well. But yeah. anyway, so Kitty does her report about idols. We see her back in the studio talking about it. It seems like a very shallow report. The subtitles are basically making it incomprehensible, whatever she's talking about. But so I remember there was one line I picked up and it was like, oh, if this person doesn't have an idol, he will fear he will be outdated. Yeah, I don't know. And it's like, you have to worship someone or else you're kind of falling behind on the times about yeah, what's yeah. kind of hot now and what you should be doing as like a youth. The only line I wrote down was sheep's behavior. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember any sheep in the film. But this, this scene, it does kind of set up the themes for this film, though. Yeah. Like the kind of idol adoration kind of thing, which mm. is very important throughout this. So then... This scene's going on, and then we cut to Fred, Simon yep. Yam, watching this in his apartment. We don't really see his apartment at this point, so we haven't learned too much about him yet. Although he does have, and this fucking confused me so much, because I think we only see it in this scene. He has an Australian flag on his wall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I clocked that. What the fuck? At first, I'm like, wait, no, I must be not seeing it properly. It must be, like, the old British, like, Hong Kong flag. No, it's an Australian but I flag. I thought there was... I, I also saw a British flag flying around at one point. Yeah. So I guess he just likes He just likes flags. flags. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this is where we're introduced to him, kind of properly watching this report. Clearly, he's very into Kitty. Mm. Yeah. So then we're back at Kitty at the studio, sort of finishing up her report. She's getting all these letters from fans. Mm. There's this sort of nerdy fan with all these big flowers yeah. for her. <laughs> She's like hot shit. Everyone loves yeah, her in this. Everyone loves mm. Kitty. And then, um, yeah, she she drives back to a big, big old house in the hills, like kind of classic, like, mm. you know, the Hong Kong hills kind of thing. And, um, yeah, she she goes into a house and meets meets her, her aunties there, her right? Auntie, yeah. Who's uh, cooked something nutritious for her. <laughs> nutritious shows up in the subtitles quite a lot. <laughs> we get a lot of nutritious in there, don't we? And, uh, yeah, she goes up to her room. Start sort of hanging out in her room, and then we see that Fred is watching her. He's got a massive telescope, hasn't yeah, he? with his big old telescope. I've said big old twice. Big old, now. big old Australian flag. Big old big Australian old flag. <laughs> big old house. Big old telescope. <laughs> big and old then Fred. I realised I'd accidentally done something very bad to you. You made me watch the film. What? No. What did you do? Well, you have a something that you don't like that is very much prominent in this film. Oh, you see it what? in this scene. In oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. So as... Yeah, I'm really sorry. I actually didn't remember that part about this film. We, we've spoken about my yeah. uh, my, my mannequin trauma in the yeah. past. Yeah. So so what, what do we see in the background as he's spying on Kitty? So at first I was like, what is that? Because it is just in the background. And I thought there was someone else just like sitting at his like coffee table and like, dinner table. Yeah. Um, but basically, he has made himself a, a mannequin dressed up as this kitty person yeah. that he is like clearly obsessed with, and and he kind of like interacts with it as if like yeah. it is her, and he's talking to it, yeah. and he, but he's being like really kind of flirtatious with it. He's like tickling it, <laughs> and then like like hugging it and kissing it and stuff. And but his kind of mannerisms towards the mannequin is really like 
pretty gross. Yeah, it's really... It's kind of, like, cartoonish, but yeah. also, like, very creepy. Mm. It's super weird. But he is he's very flirtatious. He's like, oh, look at you. And he's, like, tickling <laughs> yeah. her. Like, it's, like, it's like, you know, pulling hair on the playground kind of thing. Yeah. It's, like, really... It's, uh, it's pretty gross. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, like, very immature, right? Which is what his character is. Like, mm. he's, like, this kind of child trapped in a man like a pervert child trapped that's, in that's a probably a, body. the best way to put it he's like yeah. a pervert a kid trapped in a per- <laughs> <laughs> child pervert yeah but um oh, before that though we got we get a phone call mm. from oh yeah yeah from, from um charlie charlie kitty's played, boyfriend played by did you know this actor no so, yeah it's played by michael wong who's actually i think he was born in america so i think he actually speaks english right. a lot better than he he speaks uh cantonese but I've always like Michael Wong always stands out for me because he's the cat three guy that I really dislike. Oh, like right. I just find him so boring in films, mm. but he works perfectly in this because mm. he's playing the kind of very dull boyfriend kind of character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he calls up Kitty and and he's yeah. he's, he's like yeah, you know I'm not seeing your age. Where are you? Do you care about your job? Do you care about me? Uh, you know, and she's like just listening to the answer phone message not really caring because yeah. she's like high on life super famous and he's like he's like I don't know am I your boyfriend or your fan anyway meet me at the gun club yeah. to cheer me up <laughs> what the fuck there's a gun yeah, club yeah. <laughs> and yeah like that becomes a kind of important thing it like, does run right yeah so yeah he he's caught her up with that gun club message and yeah Fred's watching this whole time getting all horny as he's watching her mm. And then she goes into the bath, which bathroom, and he's like, "God oh, damn it!" Like, uh, and he he says, "Like, oh, I'm going to set up a camera in there one day." And then we get a really funny scene. Is it the bath scene? Yeah, it's yeah. like the most epic bath scene yeah. ever. It's the fucking hell. How many bubbles do you put in, woman? It's not just the bubbles. Actually. She's like in this like extreme bubble bath and the tap is just like full blast. Yeah. And she's un- her head's like under the tap getting blasted by, this, by the tap water. And she's like spitting the water out. Yeah. And then my favorite thing, like after she's like, after she's like getting blasted in the face, then she turns over like face down and just sinks <laughs> yeah. into the water. It's like a fucking floating corpse. <laughs> but there's like bubbles going oh, all up the wall. Oh, it's like, so fucking funny that scene. It was it's bizarre. Totally unnecessary. I as loved well. it. I loved it. Yeah. It was so great. great. Definitely uh, better than the bathtub scene in Mad Foxes with the urine water. Oh, <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So then she she comes back into the room and we meet a very important character in the room. Who's that? Garfield. Oh fucking. <laughs> that was the most distracting prop I think I've ever seen. Ah uh, yeah, it was very distracting. That's a that's a Why common thing of like Cat 3s, right? Like basically things that break like copyright. I can't remember what there's is it there's a secret in my soup. Is that the film? Oh, is it with the Hello Kitty? Yeah, and it's got a Hello yeah. Kitty, and they sort of blur it out. That's right. Releases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this film doesn't give a shit. It's right. just got this massive Garfield toy that is in the background of every scene <laughs> in this room to the point that I was so distracted every time it was on screen. Brilliant. <laughs> but yeah, so she's back in the room. Yeah, Fred's like still watching this all kind of horny. And then he he goes off to like hang out with his his mannequin for a bit, and that's where we get that scene that you were talking oh. about. Of, yeah, like he's like tickling her and commenting on her weight loss. Oh yeah, yeah. What's that about? Fucking. Weird. He's like, you need to eat more. Don't let your tits get small. Yeah. 
Oh, very weird. Very weird. So yeah, Kitty goes back downstairs. Auntie's cooked this big meal, but not much time to eat it. She's got uh, work to do. She's got work to do. And Auntie gives some advice that's ignored, which is only ugly women care about their career. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He's like, men can be playboys. You can be one too. (laughs) Yeah. So Kitty's back to work. And then we see Fred driving around. He's got a big bunch of flowers to get. That's it. He's on his way to woo her, isn't he? Mm. Mm. He's kind of getting a bit of cold feet as he's doing it. Like he doesn't want to interrupt her. Yeah. You know, during this report. But at this report, things kind of go a bit arrive. That's uh, right. Kitty. So she's outside and her next topic is talking about pre-marriage, premarital sex, right? Um, she's talking about abortions and stuff mm, as well, right? Yeah. And interviewing the, the, the local youth. But it's like very much just like out in the street, flagging them down. What do you think about this? But there's some people like some onlookers who are kind of heckling her and like saying nasty things about her. Fucking, what's his name? Lamb. Mm, Fred. Fred. <laughs> He's not happy about it. Yeah, he really freaks out. We get this amazing kind of wide-angle, classic Cat 3 shot zooming around him as he's really pissed off mm. watching these bullies, mm. like, making fun of uh, his beloved kitty. That's it. But they and get they, ushered away, right? Yeah, so they, they go off to, like, piss somewhere. <laughs> did, you, it, did you get this line? Yeah, yeah, oh, please, please share it. It's the, one of the best lines of the film. But, yeah, so they get uh, they get ushered off, and he's, one of them is like, oh, I want to piss. And the other goes, pissing? I love it too. <laughs> so, so they go to the alley to piss, because everyone loves pissing now. Yeah. And, um, pissing is pretty great. I, I, I do it regularly. <laughs> Every day, a couple of times a day. <laughs> Big fan. <laughs> and um, and Fred walks up with a with a baseball bat mm. and just bludgeons everyone. Yeah. He fucking bludgeons everyone into a bloody pulp for saying some less than appropriate things to his beloved kitty. <laughs> throughout this bludgeoning he's saying a lot of very strange lines to them at one point he asks one of the the bully bully guys how big are your mum's tits <laughs> what's that about sure. he also grabs a guy's dick yeah yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah grabs yeah. his dick and he's like squeezing it it's like making a cracking sound and then he's like uh yours yours is not long either yeah <laughs> Like, I know this is the just, other person. In the- I, love, I love that mistake of the subtitle. It's just so funny. Yours is not long either. Yeah. Like he's referring to his own tiny penis or something. Oh god. Oh yeah. fuck it. And up. then he like yeah. And then he dances off with his bloody baseball bat, mm. like as if yeah. he's like waltzing with it down the alleyway <laughs> off into the night. So funny. Uh, and he, he's high on life. Yeah, he's loving it because he in in his mind he's he's done good to mm. Kitty, so he thinks he's her savior, right? He's yeah, he yeah. never thinks of himself as like the bad guy. Yeah, he's always referring to her as his girlfriend mm. and like as if they're in a real relationship. Mm. Oh boy, the next scene is gonna be hard for me to talk about without cracking up a lot. But <laughs> <laughs> so after this beating of these bullies, we. Yeah, we see Fred go to his workplace. Mm. And we kind of discover at this point that he's actually like a very successful, Mm. rich kind of guy, right? He's like a computer genius. Yeah, he's a computer genius. And he's got all of these uh, basically home security systems Mm. that have become really popular. So he's actually, despite being this kind of man-child pervert, 
he's a successful computer genius. Yeah. I mean, that's actually quite realistic, isn't it? Like, oh, it's it an is. incel kind of character. It, it, yeah. It's a bit like, um, what's his name? American Psycho, Patrick Bateman-esque, you know? <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Having that, like, double life. Oh, God. And then, fuck, Fred meets kind of the best and worst character of the film. Oh, there's a lot of dick stuff in yeah, there, isn't so there? his co-worker, Quack, is his name. <laughs> this whole scene is just Quack talking about his dick. Yeah. And this has some fucking great lines throughout it. So he's like, oh, man, uh, my dick seems to be getting weaker and weaker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, Fred's advice is like, well, you, know, you probably shouldn't drink too much nutritious soup. <laughs> that about <laughs> I don't you understand and uh, Clark's like yeah I really want my dick to be great <laughs> and then he, Clark also asks a very a question I think we've all asked at some point in, in right. our lives which is he, he asks uh, Fred do you have do you have any idea oh, do you have any idea to put a computer inside the penis that's right that's right that's the exact wording by he the does, way. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you have I'd- any idea to put a computer inside a penis and uh yeah he, 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 yeah Fred's he, reaction oh, you have his, his this is the one no he's like Dicky is made of spongy <laughs> material <laughs> Dicky. That's not the last time we're going to hear Dicky being referred to as well. There's a lot of Dickies in this. Yeah. And then, like, Quark seems like... I don't un- really understand the back and forth, but at one point he's like, ah, oh, so you'd take care of my little Dicky. <laughs> <laughs> but basically the only reason we have this scene is for Quark to invite Fred out to the gun club. Right? That's right, the gun the club. The gun club. Mm. I just wanted to talk about the gun club first. Yeah, the concept of the gun club. It looks like a fucking family picnic in a park, but everyone mm. just has these, like, rifles and yeah, stuff. Like, they're just, true. like, sitting on the... Lo- when they when they said gun club, I was expecting, like, a shooting range. Yeah, yeah. But they're, like, in this park, and looks they're sitting delightful. on the grass, like, polishing their rifles and AKs. And, like, oh, this looks like a lovely... It's like a country club. But everyone's like shooting shit. <laughs> yeah, it looks great. Yeah, mm. and then so um, so they go to the gun club. Yeah, and they get seated, and it's Fred, Mister Dickie, his boss. <laughs> Mister Mister Dickie is his boss. Isn't what? he the boss? Fred's the boss, right? Is it? I think Quark's just his mate. Ah, he's described as like like my coworker and my best friend. Okay, yeah, his best friend Dickie. <laughs> yeah, Quark. Charlie. Should we just call him Dickie from now on? Sure. All right. So Dickie, Fred is there. Dickie, Fred, Charlie, Mm. and Kitty. Yeah. So that's it. And they meet, and when he realizes that Kitty's there... No chill. He fucking loses it. He he is like... He blows it. He blows it so bad. It's really uncomfortable. At first, he's just like, oh, oh, nice to meet you. And yeah. then Dickie and Charlie, they're like, yeah, we're going to go shoot some guns. Mm-hmm. You guys hang out. So they're left alone at the table. <laughs> Old Fred, he's just like yeah, freaking he, out. He can't talk. He's like ripping up yeah. paper like that's in front of him. Yeah. He's like, yeah, completely freaking out. But then he manages to utter out a word and he's like, oh, you, you, you look really pretty on TV and stuff. I like your show. And, and she's like, oh, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, come to dinner with me. <laughs> It's just like yeah. instantly from zero to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's, he's like he he found his chance and he took it. 
Yeah. He's like, I've got to take a shot. He's like, come to dinner with me. Mm. And she's like, oh, I'll ask my boyfriend. He's like, what? No, I want you to come alone. Yeah. Leave him out of it. Don't tell him. Come yeah. to dinner with me. And she's like, gotta go. <laughs> she's really great in this scene. Like, mm. she's really good at just expressing how fucking distressing the situation mm. is from the get-go. Yeah, so he completely blows it. Kitty yep. leaves. And then we cut to Fred back home with his mannequin having a full-blown meltdown. Yeah. I guess about, like, Charlie's existence, right? Yeah. Her boyfriend's existence. And he slaps his mannequin, knocking its wig off, but then the wig's back on in the next shot. But then he's, like, instantly apologizing, and he pulls the mannequin down onto the bed. Yeah. And says, oh, we've been together for three months now. Then we kind of realize, I think... He's like kind of just moved to this area. That's and right. Started yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's sort of associating that as the beginning of their relationship, I mm. guess. Yeah. So then Fred starts uh, calling Kitty. That's it. He's the computer genius. So he, yeah. he can do a lot. He can distort his voice. That's him. Into his alter ego, which is. Mr. Puppet. <laughs> Mr. Puppet. Mr. Puppet. So he's calling up and, like, kind of bitching out Charlie, like, ah, oh, he's a piece of shit, your yeah, boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. You should be with me. Yeah. Yeah. And then he really escalates things kind of from this point mm. quite quickly. So after these sort of prank calls, he he breaks into Kitty's house. Mm. At night. Yeah, nighttime. And she has this big pool in the background. I love the lighting in the scene because it's all kind of... The reflections of the pool is mm. creating these kind of crazy lights as he's breaking into her house. And yeah, he, he approaches her in bed. She's sleeping next to... Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> There's a lot of Garfield in this. And I, no- I noticed as well, she has a lot of photos of herself. Of herself, right? She's a real narcissist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, how you, is that what your bedroom looks like? Just all these photos <laughs> of you? Like glamour shots. Little <laughs> pictures of me, my my phone background is just my face. Yeah, a lot of the photos are not even with other people. It's just it's like glamour her. photos, right? But there yeah. is one. Mm. There is one of her and that Charlie. He doesn't like. No, yeah. doesn't what does like he do with that? He breaks in, creeps up to her while she's asleep, sees the uh, picture of her and Charlie together, and kind of just takes it away. Takes it to another room where he pulls out a knife and just starts repeatedly stabbing Charlie (laughs) in the face. Yeah. And then use that knife to, like, cut his face out. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, like, kind of trying to put, like... Yeah. Puts it up to himself. He's looking in the mirror and he's, like, looking at himself in the mirror, but, like, holding the picture up to himself so his eye is kind of poking through the hole that he's made where Charlie's face was yeah. and kind of like grinning maniacally. There's a lot of that moments like that where he's trying to sort of put himself in images mm. with Kitty and mm. kind of getting off on that. Yeah. And then, but then another scene, which I was, which goes back to when he's kind of like, he always has her best interests at heart. Yeah. So he goes back to her bedroom and she kind of like, she's rolling around in her sleep and kind of rolls the covers off of her. And he's like, you silly girl, you're gonna, you're gonna catch a cold. So he kind of goes to put the covers back on her and she wakes up. Yeah. And what does he do? As soon as she wakes up, he gonks her over the head. He fucking karate chops her. I thought he had a knife in his hand and sort of gonked her 
with the butt end of the knife. Oh, is it, I, is I it thought, a karate I shot? I thought it was like a, a literal, like to the right, neck, right. like a shot. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> that, that makes more sense. Yeah. So, yeah, he like knocks her out mm. straight away. He also, when he was doing that photo chopping up thing, he very quickly stole some underwear as well. Oh, that's true. Yeah, which that kind of comes back. But you, you would do that, wouldn't you? <laughs> Well, I guess if you were a man-child well, pervert. If you're if you're a man-child pervert and that's you're breaking the first thing into you're the, go for. that's like classic. Yeah, you'd be. You'd, like, he almost did it out of like expectation, you know? Like, yeah. oh, I gotta, gotta take some underwear. It's like, yeah. it's like the, the thing to do. Yeah, that's like the, the holy grail. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, when she's when she's gunked out, what does uh, what happens after that? So that's it, and then he kind of like sees his chance because she's kind of in her night lingerie kind of the covers on over her he can kind of see her and her body and he's like, ah oh, i'm gonna take a peek yeah so he takes his knife and kind of just ever so lightly lifts up her her top and gets a, a, a ever so slight peek at her nipple to which his response is to have like a full blown brain aneurysm. <laughs> he, it's like too overwhelming yeah. for him, and his heart just starts like pounding. He's like, <laughs> it's almost it's like a nipple induced heart attack. Yeah. But he also he's kind of like, oh, I can't do this. Yeah. I can't do this. This is my girlfriend. I can't treat her in this way. That's right. And then he's gone. He's gone. So he doesn't actually do anything at this point. He's still um, got a panties though. He does have the panties. So Charlie comes over to kind of help out Kitty, mm. but Kitty hasn't called the police because she's really worried that they'll think that she's been raped mm. and basically cause a kind of public scandal. That's right. She's worried about her, her image, isn't she? Yeah. So, yeah, that that happens. And then we go back to Fred. Oh, this fucking this scene. really, really strange scene where it, it's... It feels mostly unnecessary, this scene, but it, I kind of like it because it's so weird. But yeah, he he's in drag mm. and we've got this kind of role reversal That's right. where the mannequin is now dressed as him. Mm. So the mannequin has become Fred mm. and he's become Kitty mm. dressed up as, as uh, her and he's cooking eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, sort of talking in this weird falsetto kind of voice. And uh, being all sort of sexual with the mannequin, but also kind of prudish as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he sits on the mannequin's lap and he's complaining about the mannequin touching his tits and stuff. And it's the mannequin's fucking creepy. It's like not what you. It's not what you picture with like a normal mannequin, right? Like it's got very tactile fingers. Mm. It's got these sort of wobbly little, not tactile. It's <laughs> not like wobbly kind of fingers, right? It's yeah. not a stiff kind of typical mannequin no it's 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 almost like it, it's like a half deflated sex doll or yeah something. yeah and it, mm. it does almost look like a sex doll yeah it's fucking weird that scene was creepy yeah it was very creepy but it was very like light-hearted and atmosphere so you're, yeah it's kind of i don't know if it's supposed to be like the comedy relief scene well, that's it but... like that's the other thing about cat threes right mm. is that all of them do this where they've it's like they i think i had it just i can't remember where i heard this from but I heard that with Cat 3s, they, when they had these really grim kind of fucked up films, they're like, oh, we have to put in comedy right. to lighten it up. Right. But that doesn't, that's not how it works. No. It just, it just makes it really fucked because yeah. you're like seeing this fucked up scene of him like breaking into a house, stealing underwear, doing all fucked up shit. And then like a silly comedy scene. Mm. And it just makes it 
way worse. Yeah. Like, way more unsettling. Yeah. And so many Cat 3s do that. Mm. Daughter of Darkness always comes to my mind, because the cop stuff in that is so ridiculous. I think it's... Is it Daughter of Darkness 2, where all the cops are masturbating? <laughs> oh, no, no. All the, the... The cops get all the locals to masturbate into pots. Oh, there's to, that scene, isn't to, there? To, like, test to see who, like, the rapist in this yeah. town is. And it's full-blown... Benny Hill music comedy shit and I'm like no this doesn't make this less offensive it makes it more offensive yeah but it's classic like you said I mean the one that I always think of is is the cops in uh, The Untold Story oh yeah because yeah. that's so goofy all the time but it, it makes the the hor- horrific scenes more horrific yeah because yeah. you go from this light-hearted stuff or and then going into the, the really grim rape and blood and disembowelment or vice versa you're like, I've just seen someone get raped. Oh, here's something to laugh at. Like, yeah. it, it doesn't improve your mood. It doesn't lift you up. <laughs> it just makes you feel really fucking dirty for, like, laughing after watching this horrendous thing. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Dirty. They're mm. like, it's just filthy. It's very different from any other country's, like, films mm. like this, right? So, like, Japanese films tend to be kind of just grim. Mm. And they'll stick with the grimness of this kind of era yeah. anyway. But, yeah, Hong Kong, it's just this jarring mix of tones that just make it feel really gross. Mm. But that's why we love them. (laughs) I know I do. (laughs) So, Kitty is now worried for her life. She's freaking out because she has seen someone, we don't know who yet, enter her room and karate chop her in the middle of the night. So she feels, or her boyfriend Charlie feels, they need to get a security system um, installed. Mm. And who's the guy that does security systems? Oh, boy. Our mate Fred. Uh-oh. So he's like, oh, yeah, I'll fucking sort you out, you know. Mm. So they, <laughs> so, uh, so he's like, yeah, leave it to me. So they go to, to their house, the mansion up in the hills. They install the security system. And he's all right, this is how you do it. This is what you do. You got to press the card, press the button, and then you open the door, and then you got to turn it off within 15 minutes or else the cops get called. Yeah. Hey, Charlie, give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie gives it a go and gets electrocuted. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got like an electric charge running yeah. through the door, right? Mm. I love as well, He he's kind of, he's being pretty sassy, mm. Fred, in the scene. So he, he says some like sleazy stuff to, to Kitty, which is kind of hard to make out because the subtitles are yeah. so bad. But then Charlie's like, hey, you've got honey lips. <laughs> He's like angry about him hitting on Kitty. He's yeah, like, yeah. don't like those honey lips. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, if you don't like what I said, just forget I said it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so apparently the electric lock has this like charge and it gets stronger each time. And the, the maximum charge is enough to like knock you out. Yeah. And uh, and Charlie's like, why didn't you tell me that? And he's like, ah, I forgot. Ha. Ah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, decide what you want your password to be. Mm. Put it in, and uh, and welcome to your new safe home. Mm. But old Fred is a computer genius. Yeah. So he's monitoring them with his super computer genius skills. Yeah. Kit- Kitty puts in her password, which is a terrible password it's yeah. just a date of birth <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> and yeah like that information goes straight through to yeah. like yeah a computer that fred's on so he's got the password straight away <sighs> so kitty's back in the car going to work and that like 
mega fan from before mm. is there again with a massive bouquet of flowers. And he's he's just like, oh, you know, these are for you. And she's all she's all always very good with the fan service. She's always like friendly. She's like, oh, thank you very much. Da, 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 da. And he's like, will you will you sign 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 it for me? And then <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Like you know, what do you want me to sign? And he kind of <laughs> like undoes his shirt. He's like this fat otaku kind of yeah. guy, right? And he like opens up his shirt like a few buttons on his shirt just to reveal his chest and she's like oh uh, yeah all right she like signs her name on this on this guy's chest and he's like orgasming as she's like writing her name on him such a dumb fucking scene it's so dumb really like useless scene as well right useless but another one of those like comedy cat three comic relief scenes but also like it very inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. Because he, he's like, he's clearly coming in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he may as well have been going the full Dan Aykroyd, Ghostbusters cross That's right, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like, that happens, which is kind of meaningless, rele- irrelevant to the plot. Very. But she's back in her car, and I wasn't quite sure how this came about, but she has a cassette tape that mm. I guess has been left there, or that she I- thinks is just a tape one of her own tapes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she... And did you work out where that came from? I like, couldn't tell any... if there were... Uh, maybe because I was, like, kind of making notes whilst I was doing it, but I couldn't tell if she there was a cassette, she put it in, or she was, mm. like, listening to the radio and oh, he she, hijacked the radio. She definitely or... puts the cassette in. Right. But I wasn't sure if we saw a scene of where that cassette tape no, came No, no, it just kind of popped up. Yeah. But, yeah, she puts a cassette in and starts playing, and it's... Mr. Puppet, Fred's Mr. alter ego, creepy alter ego, and he's just describing her body in a very creepy kind of way. And as she's driving, she just fucking panics, like yeah. from hearing this tape, and has a really fucked up car accident it's like with a this full-on uh, car crash. It's an amazing stunt of this truck like slamming into the back of the car, mm. does a, a big kind of you know spin, and she's okay, but obviously really terrified by this. And I was also kind of confused about what happens after this because we cut to her and Charlie and they're outside a police station. Mm. But we haven't actually confirmed whether they've gone to the police or not. I assume they have, but we don't actually see the scene right. at this point. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that car crash was was quite insane. Yeah. Like, it was full, like on. full on. She gets full on juggernaut. Her car yeah. is totaled. Yeah. But she seems to be pretty, pretty okay. Yeah, just... A bit shaken up. A bit shaken up, but more from the the Mm. Mr. Puppet than the car crash. Yeah. Oh, there was some guy calling me. Mm. So she's very traumatized. She's back at her place. Charlie is there trying to comfort her in a fucking ludicrous yellow sweater. (laughs) Hideous sweater. And he asks to to marry her. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I won't let others bully you anymore. Mm. Let's get married. There's a lot of bully talk in this film. That happens a lot in Cat 3. They're they're always like, you bullied me? (laughs) (laughs) So Fred's watching Mm. this marriage proposal, which kind of, you know, segues into sex. Yeah. And as Fred's watching this, he fucking flips his Mm. He goes bonkers smashing up shit in his apartment he's kind of like hugging onto the mannequin he's ripping this poster up of her yeah he's freaking and then kind out. of puts it back together in a, fucking, <laughs> in a mess and it's just intense it is yeah so he's in the middle of this massive freak out like he's lost his mind he cannot 
even fathom the idea that the love of his life is marrying this other guy who he thinks is like the inferior guy. And then we get the most bizarre cut like ever. And this <laughs> and at first I thought it was another break in. I thought it was him breaking into their house mm. again. And what we see is a guy, a, a fucking ninja, mm-hmm. jump out of a tree. So he like he kind of jumps down <laughs> in full on like ninja costume, throw like a, one of those smoke bombs down, and kind of disappears off into the smoke. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I had Fred to rewind is <laughs> breaking in as a ninja now. Yeah. Like he lost his mind so much that he's turned into a fucking ninja. And <laughs> but actually, it turns out we're at like some costume party, mm. and the couple have decided to throw a very impromptu yeah. um, celebration for their sudden engagement. Yeah, so which, it's like Kitty's. Like it's at Kitty's place. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all in fucked up costumes yeah do you notice how like so the ninja's the kind of most normal one everyone else is just in these fucked mm. up masks mm. and i like they all kind of look like characters but not famous characters <laughs> no garfield in there's there. no garfield in sight and yeah charlie i couldn't work out what his his mask was supposed to be it's kind of a bear or a cat i don't know but yeah, so he's got know. basically got this mask on, yeah, and kind of a cape or like so, or just kind of like an odd sort of costume. just a bunch of shit you get in a costume shop. But yeah, it's this yeah very strange costumes yeah. at, at this party. But it was at this point when I was like, hang on, wait. So you got this guy like calling you up, breaking into your home. You've been like, he's hijacked your radio. <laughs> your um, yeah, I didn't even think. And about this. now like Charlie's like, you know, let me take care of you. You know, mm. but I thought I thought they were gonna lay low. Yeah, and, and they're also, like, let's have a fucking party! Yeah. And, they, and not everyone only, is there. Not only a party, but a fucking costume party. Yeah, yeah. Where anyone could sneak in. <laughs> and, but there's like, there's easily a hundred people there. It's fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. ramo. It's chaos. Mm. We've got Quack or Dicky. Dicky. He's there fucking chasing around ladies <laughs> out of control, trying to get his Dicky wet. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so they announced their engagement at this party. Mm. And then we see that Fred is there mm. in kind of this American face mask yeah, and a yeah, cowboy yeah. hat. <laughs> and he's watching this an- engagement announcement yeah. go down, really pissed off. Also, this has nothing to do with anything, but I've got to mention the cutaway to the white guy. What the fuck was that about? <laughs> I thought you'd like Oh that my one too. god. Wait, I was like, wait, did, did I just imagine that? What the fuck <laughs> happened there? That was that was so bizarre. Yeah, we just see this like it's either an actual chef or a guy in a chef's costume, but yeah. a white guy is chef, and he's, like, sneaking drinks, like, yeah. hiding him behind his hat. <laughs> and it's just such a fucking dumb shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, th- th- he's the only white guy in the film, and yeah. he appears for, like, three seconds in this. But so he's, he's like, kind of, like, like, cautiously looking around to make sure no one's watching him, and then just, like, quickly drinking something, oh, and then it cuts back to the engagement party. So dumb. It but was it so really stood out for me, that one shot. Yeah. I, oh. I wrote in my nice random white dude <laughs> drinking a shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. And then we get, uh, re- like, things really escalate mm. at this point. So, Charlie, he heads upstairs to the bathroom. Do a little wee. 
because people they love pissing in Hong Kong. Yeah, right? yeah. Pissing? What, I love it. I love, I love it too. <laughs> yes, pissing. I love it too. That's even funnier. <laughs> and this is completely irrelevant, but I thought he really looked like Asian Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks in this scene. <laughs> like it was so so irrelevant. But he's kind of like he's 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 a tall guy. He's got like that, and he's all kind of slick back. And um, he kind of goes to the uh, the sink in the bathroom, and there's the big mirror, and it was really reminiscent of that Twin Peaks scene with mm. Cooper and Bob, and like looking right back into you know uh, looking at each other through the mirror. Completely irrelevant, but that was what I thought. So anyway, he's in the bathroom doing something, and our mate Fred walks up, and. Um, and all hell breaks loose. They get into a massive fist yeah. fight. They're throwing each other around, like smashing each other over tables. Like mm. the actual choreography in this oh, fight scene is quite incredible. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. And and yeah, I guess that's why they've got that really great martial arts coordinator on, mm. on this film. And that's kind of another thing that sets Cat 3 apart from a lot other kind of exploitation films in this vein, right? Because it's got like, often has like crazy choreography mm. in scenes like this and mm. yeah it's fucking nuts mm. like fred just has this pipe and he's beating the shit out of charlie oh, so he, he rips the um the towel holder yeah, off yeah, the wall right. the metal yeah. like bar and then he he also gets like i couldn't work out where he got it from but he has a weight yeah it looks like a training weight. yeah he gets like a training weight and he's fucking full-blown irreversible smashing mm. him to bits. He straight up bludgeons him to death and it's all like slow-mo and the blood is spraying yeah. up. And as we're like, yeah, the, as that death's taking place, we're cutting to Kitty, oh, like downstairs, yes. like dancing in the costume party. That was amazing. It's really fucking awesome, this whole sequence. Because you have her like high on life and she's beautifully dressed as well. Yeah. She she isn't in like a shitty Halloween costume. She's dressed as like, mm. it's almost like in a wedding dress. Yeah. She's so beautiful in this scene and there's her with all her friends and they're dancing, they're having a lovely time and it smiles all around mm. and it's cutting back and forth between that and her yeah. fiance getting bludgeoned to death. <laughs> And it gets creepier from that point as well. Oh yeah. So after he's after Fred has absolutely bludgeoned Charlie to death, he switches costumes or like dresses up in his costume, mm. taking the mask and stuff, and he goes downstairs and you know, the lights go down, mm. Kitty sees him thinking it's Charlie. Yeah. And they start dancing together. Yeah. And it's a fucking creepy scene it's quite amazing it's really effective unfortunately it's a little bit ruined by an interruption with where you cut to quack oh dicky Dicky, trying to trying to um he's trying to get his dick wet he's trying to get his dick wet uh so that kind of interrupts the sort of but but necessary to the story it is necessary yeah yeah so dicky is hooking up with this girl and they want to find somewhere private. So they go upstairs mm. to the bedroom, mm. to uh, Kitty's bedroom, mm. and get on the bed. Garfield's not there. Sorry, guys. He's not there. I know everyone was hoping he'd be in the scene, but he's yeah. not there. And, um, yeah, like, they're in the bedroom for a bit. She steps in some glass yeah. that's been, you know, 
yeah, left there from the fight, I guess, is somehow spread into the bedroom as well. And meanwhile, we're, like, cutting back to Fred, like, still dancing with mm. Kitty. And he's fully just feeling her up. Oh, they're loving it. It's... He's, yeah. yeah, because that that dance scene is, is actually quite a beautiful moment. It's really mm. romantic. Like, the music is great. The atmosphere is perfect. And they're embracing each other, thinking, like, you know, they're, they're the... you. They're, they're going to be get married. Yeah. You know? Well, that's and in his mind as well, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, we know that he's an imposter, mm-hmm. and he's just killed her fiance. Oh, she doesn't fancy. know that, but she's dancing, hugging, kissing him, like being embraced by him, thinking that yeah. he's her future husband. And oh, it's it's so good because visually it's so like romantic and and beautifully shot. But there's this dirty back, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like backstory to it that we as the viewer know yeah 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 and oh it's such a great scene uh, i loved it. and he's like grabbing our ass and yeah. stuff and i'm like oh he's, he's really enjoying yeah. it and then finally they go in for he goes in for the kiss and they start kissing and mm. he's probably high on life yeah i totally thought the same thing it's a very yeah it's a weird scene because it's yeah as you say shot in this ro- romantic kind of way but we know more than she knows, which is oh, it's, it's really creepy. Um, yeah, so then Quark finds, and the girl find the body yeah. in the bathtub. They come running down. Yeah, like uh, Kitty goes up, sees Charlie's body, mm. realizes what's happened, comes down, but, you know, yeah, the guy that she danced with is gone, right? Mm. Fred's gone. Yeah. That's right. So yeah. So then after that, cops get called. They're mm. doing the search, but um, we meet our kind of main detective, right? Yeah, Chiu. I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's C H I U Chiu. Chiu, I guess. Chiu. So Chiu, Detective Chiu. Yeah, shows up. He's on the case. Yeah. But there was one. I think the scene after they're doing like the the initial like search and forensics and this, they can't get any information. But we cut back to Fred, and this was one of the scenes where I was like, wait. What the fuck is this? Because he is in the bath, right? Mm. And we have a kind of a little bit of like a a, a long shot, a bit far away. Mm. Um, And he's watching footage of her on TV. It might be like, it might be old videos or something. But he's in this bath, like a bubble bath. And there's there's like some movement in the water. Mm. And I was like, what? What's that? Yeah, What's exactly. going on in his bath? Yeah. And we kind of cut to him, and then we cut back to the TV, we cut back to him, and it turns out there's fucking fish in his bath. Oh, I didn't even notice that. There's fucking fish, like big fish. I did not see that. In that did scene. you not? Just, no, I was just like, oh, why is the water splashing it's, about it's, a bit? Yeah, He's got big fucking fish. Oh, that is bonkers. But I'm going to rewatch that scene. I mean, unless my eyes have mistaken me. <laughs> but they're, they're like, they're like koi king carp thingies. No, no, I'm sure you're right. I, I think I just missed it. They're not small fish. It's like, it's got like four sea bass in there. <laughs> that is nuts. I felt like this scene, I realized watching it, I think I subconsciously ripped this off when I made Cat Sick Blue. <laughs> right. Because it, the way it cuts together and yeah, like the sequence of it, I'm so sure I accidentally stole it because I saw this for the first time around the time that I was like making that. And there's, so basically we're in, He's in the this like bubble bath, mm. I guess, with the fish that I didn't see, and um, we go into a dream. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of assume that it's his dream because we've yeah. just seen him. Yeah, the dream is basically like Kitty is in a sh- in the shower, and yes, yeah, someone comes into the house, which turns out to be Fred, 
and he starts raping her in the shower and it's really fucked up, really vicious kind of scene. And then it's Kitty that ends up waking up. I did the exact same thing in Cat's like, oh, like that. Right, and right, I, right. I think I, and the way, just like the f- mood of the scene and the, the shots, like, yeah, I feel like I accidentally ripped this off. <laughs> uh, sorry, sorry to the makers of this film for accidentally ripping you off. You should, you should have ripped off more like dicky lines as yeah. well. <laughs> well, there are some dickies. <laughs> There's a lot movie. of dickies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's her dream, and she's sort of screaming as she wakes up, mm. and old mate detective. Chew, uh, Chew reacts to the screams and comes running into the room. That's sort of when we realize they're in the house at this yeah, point. Yeah, the yeah. cops are there, sort of protecting her. So yeah, she's um, she's completely frazzled. Her fiance has been murdered. She's having nightmares. She can't leave the house. She won't go to work. She's completely kind of house and bed bound. Mm. And she gets a few visitors, like her mates or her auntie, who's like, you know, he's dead. Go back to work, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, come on. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Live your life. But she's she's completely like, mm. you know, frazzled is the only way I can put it. She gets some calls from workmates as well who are sort of saying the same thing. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, time time to move on. Yeah. Yeah, get over it. It's been like, but, a, it's but, been like a day. <laughs> yeah. But but every time the phone rings, she thinks it's gonna be Mr. Puppet, right? Mm. And then it actually and then does it is. end up being Mr. Puppet calls up. And she starts to try and sort of turn the tables on him. Mm. And she's... Yeah, Kitty is encouraging Fred, as Mr. Puppet on the phone, to come to the house. Yep. And he agrees to come. And then we get this kind of... Oh, I fucking love this scene. She's so like in touch. She's like, you know, I've, I've lost my husband. I need yeah. to be satisfied yeah, as yeah, a yeah. woman. You need to fuck me, right? So, yeah, she's enticing him to sort yeah. of come over. And then we get... I think my favorite kind of sequence in the film where she's, like, prepping the house for this Mm. visit, where she's, like, hiding knives around, like, sort of putting them under, like, the carpet on the stairs and stuff. She very badly hides the meat cleaver, just rests it up against the wall. And and it's sort of cutting at the same time to Fred, who's kind of, like, dancing, wearing her underwear. Yeah, that was great. the music in this scene is fucking awesome. It's like this... I don't know how to describe it, but it feels like a kind of like a build-up, like it's going to kick into like this amazing fucking epic like rock song. It is. Or it's like pure Home Alone yeah, like, yeah. prepping for the guys coming. It's stuff. really in- intense and, and great. Yeah. So yeah, we get this huge build-up and the cops are in on this as mm. well. And yeah, they leave the house with Auntie who's pretending to be, she's like dressed up as like Detective Chiu, whereas he's hiding in the house. So it's creating the impression. But you know what? I did not clock that at yeah, all. So I was very lost. So in they're this kind scene. of setting it up in case you know the killer, who they don't know who it, who it is at this point, or the you know uh, the pervert guy. Mm. <laughs> they're they're like yeah, doing this for his kind of benefit. So right. yeah, the auntie character leaves kind of as if she's the detective, whereas he stayed inside. He's hiding in there, and Fred's watching this happen, and he's kind of suspicious about it sort of like, you know, rambling to his mannequin, like, oh, should I go over? Mm. I know it's a trap sort of thing. So he kind of knows what's up. And then Fred starts driving around and he drives past the cops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are there sort of staked out waiting to get the word to come back. He doesn't quite taunt them, but he 
sort of stops near them and complains about them blocking the yeah, road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, guys, you shouldn't park there. You're blocking the road. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, he's laughing at them. And Auntie recognizes him mm. at this point as well. Then it's daytime. That's it. So he never actually he went to the, yeah. to the house. He kind of, I think he realized what was going on. Like mm. when he saw the auntie character. You know what? I'm so glad you explained that because that went over my head. Mm. I was like, wait, the cops are there and then they left and they took granny and then they kind of went back again. I was yeah. like, what's, what's going on? Mm. But then what what is important from that scene is that auntie has seen fred mm. and she relays that to kitty and then kitty finally kind of makes that connection right like oh fuck that's who this guy is mm. it's it's fred it's this creepy you know that's computer right. Genius guy. right 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 and now she, i'm on board yeah she goes to her like workplace with that tape that she has the mr puppet tape and they have all this sort of special equipment mm. and they start like de-filtering mm. the tape like kind of removing all the filters that he has on and she realizes, yeah, that is Fred's voice. Yep. Yeah. So then she calls up Fred. And again, it's like, yeah, this sort of, she's trying to sort of work out if he's like the guy and kind of entice him in. Yeah. So she's like comparing the voices to the recording and yeah, the phone calls, yeah, trying yeah. to make sure there's the match. Yeah. So she realizes like, it's definitely him. Mm. And yeah, goes to the, the cops, goes to Chiu with this information but they think it's not enough evidence. Fuckers. Classic yeah. Hong Kong cops. Mm. And then we go back to our favorite location, the gun club. The gun club. Yeah. That's it. She guns up. <laughs> yeah. She, she, that's at night as well. I was a mm. bit wondering, I was wondering about that. Like, can you just go to the gun club wherever you want and just take guns? Yes, I guess so. <laughs> yeah. So she goes and gets a bunch of guns and yeah. you're like, oh boy. Like, this is pretty exciting. And it is, it's really just, like, the calm before the storm type yeah, scene. Yeah. It's, like, a real good build-up. Oh, she's she's yeah. so determined. She's like, I'm going to get this fucker. Very. She's got every, all the knives in the right places, yeah, all the guns yeah, yeah. stashed everywhere, and now she's just waiting for him to turn up. Oh, oh, I was loving it. It was such a good build-up. Mm, so, again, like, you know, uh, Fred calls up again as Mr. Puppet. She again tries to sort of you know, berate him for not showing up, mm. trying to entice him to come over again. And, <laughs> like, Simon Yam is just fucking out of control in these scenes. He's, like, getting crazier as the film mm. goes on, right? So he's, like, dancing with the mannequin. He's, like, completely ridiculous. This is the point where I'm like, this is his best role. He's so 100%. good in this kind of role. And yet this time Fred decides he's going to show up yeah. to the house. So he's getting all ready. Mm. He's uh, spraying cologne on, I guess. Well, he's going to meet his lady. Yeah, oh his yeah, future makes wife. Sense, right? Yeah, we get a very like Argento-y kind of shot, like going over his big knife as he's uh, sort of getting ready to. Go I, I was wondering about that a little bit. I mean, obviously he 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 knows about the cops and he has the idea that it is a setup. Yeah, but he's but, ready. But for he's it. ready for it. He mm. and he does go in with all the knives and everything. But yeah. But in his mind, he doesn't want to harm or do any sort of damage to Kitty. Mm. Well. <laughs> Up until <Yeah. laughs> that point. And then this is like, we're like 20 minutes left of the movie. And I think this is one of the most insane kind of final acts of mm. a film I think I've ever seen. <laughs> this went places I was not expecting. It's fucking nuts it's so brilliant. he's ready he's going to in invade the house mm. do you want to talk about that initial invasion because <laughs> it's 
fucking crazy. Uh, well, so he knows the the door security code because he's Mr. Computer Genius. So he goes in, he types in the code. The cops are waiting for him, or Chu. Chu's waiting for him. And he's just like, hey, stop, freeze. And Fred turns around and he's wearing the oh, most horrific fuck. mask. Oh. And it's like, what? And it's, it's like... It's it kind of so reminded creepy. me of like one of the, the the mask from like Halloween three or something. Mm-hmm. It's like that gross kind of witch, almost like old man esque mask. Yeah, like where the really fuck was that creepy. mask even from? And so Chu and Fred are like fighting downstairs, and Kitty is upstairs and she hears all the commotion and she's like, oh, "Shit's happening! It's happening!" And she's that, that fight though is fucking nuts as well yeah. it's like primo like martial arts madness he flings fucking mm. yeah you down the stairs like oh. it's crazy it's so good i mean i wonder did they have stuntmen in this or because there was a lot of ones that looked like the actual actors <laughs> it really did yeah. like there was no stuntmen kind of moments in mm. this that i couldn't pick up yeah so as you said, Kitty's So, yeah, upstairs. Kitty's upstairs. She's hearing all the commotion. She's like, fuck, it's kicking off. She's holding a gun. She's got the gun ready for when this fucker comes in the room. And we hear the voice. What does he say as he enters the room? I can't remember. Do you... He says something. Yeah, and he, some he's like... a creepy line to her, right? Yeah, and he like you hear him call out just from outside the bedroom. And the figure walks in, who we and Kitty assume to be the, the killer. It's not. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't stop Kitty from shooting the fuck out of him. Like, shoots him, like, half a dozen times. And then finally in the fucking Uh, head. Yeah, so this is, like, yeah, the detective, right? Yeah. So he's getting blasted to smithereens. And, yeah, as you said, that final shot just of his head explode not exploding but like a violent fucking headshot the the blood she's she's like screaming just like ah like shooting you know to save her life and the cops getting blasted and he kind of falls to the floor and just the final bullet just hits him in the head and the blood that spreads and I was like oh fuck And, and, and then and then she realizes like oh shit this is the guy who's you know who's here to help me and I've just shot him in the fucking head so nuts yeah, she, she tries to escape from the room, but Fred's out there waiting for her and just slugs her as she comes through straight away, and the gun kind of falls out of her hands. Mm. And then, so this is it. Like, Fred is finally kind of, you know, face-to-face with Kitty, and he is nuts. Yeah. Like, every, all of that kind of thing of, like, oh, this is my girlfriend, I'm going to treat her right, that's all out the window. That's a thing of the past. It's gone, and he is ranting at her and totally out of control and she is like amazing in this scene as well she's like spinning in his face and yeah he starts trying to rape her and she's scratching his face and biting him clawing at him like takes a chunk out of his cheek with her nails yeah and again you talked about like stunt people before right he starts pulling her down the oh, stairs. Yeah, 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 That was not a stunt person. He like, literally grabs assume, her by the legs and yeah. drags her down the stairs. I assume she like, had some protection underneath, but it looked really real and violent. And yeah, he pulls her down the stairs and hang- handcuffs her to like the sort of balustrade, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. This this scene is extremely aggressive and dark. 
mm-hmm. like the sound that was used in it and just just the everything that we've seen visually like them, them hitting each other and spitting and scratching at each other and then dragging her down the stairs and then approaching her to rape her you're like oh holy fuck this this took a very very sudden dark turn yeah mm. it's really intense yeah he's like ripping off her clothes it's really animalistic yeah and just insane and yeah her performance is intense and he is kind of it's hard to explain simon yam in this he's kind of ridiculous mm. but it's also fuck like it's really it's kind of scary mm. but outrageous too he sort of rips her pants off and when he sees her legs and panties he's going fucking nuts like com- like like we saw him earlier in the yeah, film yeah he like start convulsing yeah. almost <laughs> and then auntie shows up at the bottom of the stairs with a knife yeah and uh yeah fred leaves kitty to kind of deal with auntie it's a very feeble looking granny yeah, isn't yeah. it it's just like she's there with like a really <laughs> shitty knife i think kitty's taken all the good knives yeah, and yeah. hidden them like around the house <laughs> i love simon yam in this scene because as he's approaching her he's just like got his tongue out and he's just doing gibberish and he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like it's it's fucking nuts like he yeah, just yeah. cranks it up to 110 percent in this and your kitty can't see what's happening. Oh, she's handcuffed, isn't yeah, she? Yeah. We don't see what happens to Auntie, but Fred comes back and he's like, yeah, I killed her. Yeah. I killed Auntie. She's done for. Oh. Yeah. And then he rips off his belt and starts like whipping it That's down. That's right. He's whipping her. The cunt. Yeah. It's I thought he on. loved her. And yeah, he's attacking her again, like ripping off all her clothes. This is all on the staircase as mm. well. So it's really intense. And then he yeah rips her panties off and starts raping her Mm. and then this is where the film gets into the most one of the most fucked things i've ever seen in a cat 3 film because already this is fucked obviously but this goes to another place that is so fucked Mm. because while he's raping her it starts to... The tone of it starts to change. Ever, ever, ever so slowly, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And it starts to become kind of erotic. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? So, like, as he's raping a kitty, suddenly seems to be... Well, not suddenly, but slowly seems to be enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's a very subtle progression, yeah. isn't it? And is grabbing at Fred's hair. And at this point, it's like, wait, what the fuck mm. is going on? And then he undoes the handcuffs... And slow motion flings her down onto... Like, takes her into the room, flings mm, her down on the mm. bed. And now it's just, like, full-on softcore porn. Yeah. So it's all very, like... The lighting's very pink and kind of romantic. And, yeah, like, to me, this is what makes this film so fucked. Because it's presenting this really fucked rape mm. in this kind of sexy, like... Yes, yeah, cinematic, like, kind like of romantic, isn't yeah, it? Like, it's so disturbing. And yeah, Fred's like, "Oh, did my kiss make you comfortable?" And saying all these like creepy lines. He is. He's like, "Call my name, say it loud, all that kind of yeah. stuff." Yeah, and she she's completely down for it. Mm. She, I don't know what happened to her because her fiance and her auntie has just been mm. murdered by this guy. But something in her changes, and she yeah. absolutely is loving it and it is one of the most like oh, so intense disturbing. passionate scenes yeah like, in all of cinema it's fucking <laughs> incredible it's incredible it's one of the greatest sex but, scenes ever but the film keeps reminding us how fucked it is and mm. we get like cut so like we'll have this like romantic sex scene then it'll cut 
and we'll see like Chiyu's dead body. That's right. That fucking next to the dead the cop. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's yeah. really fucked. And um, yeah, she's like licking his like w- the wounds yeah. on his face. And the nipples are rubbing together. It's, it's really that, that, that scene where they start bonkers. licking each other's wounds. Oh. I was oh man, this is pre- this is pretty intense. Yeah, and she's like. At one point, she goes down on him, and then he's looking over mm. to the cop's dead body, and it's just, it's just fucked. I um, I don't know if it was it it was just me. I don't know if I got it correct, but uh, it seemed like they did it twice. <laughs> yeah, possibly. It yeah, was yeah. like two two full rounds of mm. sex scenes. It's it's really long. All this stuff that happens as well. So yeah, basically, yeah, he he like flips her over and he's just like going nuts mm. on her and then does it come does it come how's Roll- his cum face dave i know you love uh, a cum not, face not too much detail on that uh, cum face uh rolls off her and it's all kind of over at this point and yeah. at this point in the film you're like wait what the fuck mm. is going on why like is she doing that to kind of like you know, well, coax him into something, or it, like what what is happening at this point? That's it. She because, almost seems sort of hypnotized. Yeah, but I thought when she was hiding the knives around the house, she hid one under the pillow, which I think yeah. she did, right? Yeah, and they cut to the pillow. Yeah. a few times. You're like, oh, she's gonna she's gonna him. stab him, right? But then she doesn't. No. Yeah, but I thought that was the whole point of it. But she's loving it. She doesn't go for the pillow knife. Mm. But yeah, so basically, they're they're done mm. with the fucked up rape turned into softcore sex scene and then he's like all right get changed we're gonna leave hong kong we're getting out of here that's it because he knows the cops are gonna be after him yeah because he's and, yeah and yeah. he's sort of yeah he's like kind of laughing and he's like oh you should have why didn't you just go along with this from the beginning kind of thing i wouldn't have had to have killed all these people and she seems to be going along with it and they they walk out close the door on mm. the cops corpse and then oh and then <laughs> So they're going down the stairs and we see the gun that we saw previously sitting on the stairs and Fred goes, you know, tries to go for the gun. He's walking in front. Yeah. Yeah. And Kitty fucking pushes him down the stairs, opens up a cupboard. Yeah. And the rifle that she's Mm. hidden in there, she pulls it out and yeah, shoots him in the back and uh, starts ranting at him, calls him a dog. And he's like, uh, oh, if I'm a dog, then you're a bitch. <laughs> it's really great. And then, yeah, he likes, he's like sort of standing up, staring at her. She shoots him in the stomach mm. and then in the dick. That's right. Shoots him in the dick. And we get my number one of all Hong Kong movie history, my number one favorite <laughs> subtitle moment. <laughs> Do you remember the line? Of course. I, I cannot forget the line. <laughs> I think I, I, you've told me about this line oh, yeah. many a times before. <laughs> right. And I, I was watching it. I was like, oh, my God. Is this, is this the this film is with the line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he gets shot in the dick. And then he, he looks up at her and he's like, you shot my dicky. <laughs> And then not only that, so he's had his dicky shot. We've had this amazing line. Then he's like touching the bloodied wound <gasps> and sniffing the dick blood. He's <laughs> just fun. But, but then he like, he, he's I, like, I, I thought he was going to be like, you know, it's still got your smell on it or oh. something. No, he's just sniffing his dick blood. Why? But then I don't know. But he's kind of like, ah, oh, well, at least I got to do it with you once. Right. And he's kind of all right with it. So then she's like, well, I'm going to send you the hell then and shoots him in the head. Pretty kills him oh. so then after that 
she comes down. Auntie is actually alive. Yeah. All tied up. They spared her for some reason. This vicious film. And she somehow survived. Very, very uh, intricately tied up as well, I might Yeah, he, he, it's like he a did that very quickly. It's like a like Kimbakushibari, <laughs> like bondage type role play. Yeah, he was only gone for like a second. I yeah, don't know how he managed that. Normally, normally you just do the the, the the hand, the wrists and the legs. Like, yeah. It was like a full on, it was like an art exhibition from Granny. And that's kind of it, right? So like the cops show up. We've got the the crime scene and the credits are just sort of rolling over as Forensics the cops are there. come and that's it. And then, yeah, oh. end of days. But those last 20 minutes, hmm. holy shit. What the fuck? When I, like... Yeah, when I chose this, and when when I was rewatching it, I was still enjoying it, but I'm like, oh man, it's. I hope it's still as bonkers as I remember it, but it really is. And that mm. that final act is one of the all time great Cat Three endings. Yes, I would say hundred <laughs> percent. Mm. I've actually not watched Cat Three, a Cat Three film, in a long time. Just because, I mean, I've just watched so many, if not every single one I could get my hands on back at that time. This is going back quite a long, a long way back, but still. So having, having this having been like the first Cat 3 I watched in such a long time, I really fucking enjoyed it. And <laughs> nice. this was absolutely amazing and ranks up as one of the greatest Cat nice, 3 films nice. that I have seen. I'm really glad you liked it because... I feel like this is almost an apology for the the last movie I chose. That duck. The, the yeah. duck. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. That, fuck that. <laughs> this, oh my God, this was such an incredible movie. I enjoyed every moment of it. I thought Lamb and Kitty, mm. not Lamb, well, Dr. Lamb, I call him Lamb, Fred, and Kitty's performances were so, so yeah. good. They were both A-level performances. Yes, she is amazing incredible her her performance in those last scenes in particular Mm. like fucking great the i mean there's not there's not as much gore as some of the other cat 3 films Mm. but it makes up for it in the creepy factor and like you said the last 20 minutes was so intense and full-on and went many places i was not expecting it's Uh, really surprising that this is not more talked about yeah because it, it's really, it seems quite obscure in, like, the Cat 3 kind of mm. back catalogue. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one really talks about this film that much, but... I never even heard of it. Yeah. So, I was, yeah, that's why I was very excited mm. to hear that you hadn't heard of this. Because I'm mm. like, oh, here we go. Here we go, Dickie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I'm I'm glad you enjoyed it. Oh, I fucking loved it. And it's kind of, it makes me want to go back and re- revisit a few more Cat 3s that mm. I've... Because I've, I've just kind of just... Abandon the genre, if yeah. you will. It's, I, I just watched so many in such mm. a short span that I kind of, I don't know, probably watched too much yeah. that I got sick of it. Yeah, I uh, think I probably had the same experience mm. as you. Yeah. But as we spoke about, like, you know, at the beginning of this, like, the Cat 3, it's more than just a rating. It is a genre, mm. and it has that that very specific level of griminess and dirtiness and eroticism that is only there in Cat 3 films. And Definitely. it's so good. It's yeah. such a great genre. There's, there's like a chaos to these films that mm. you just don't see in anything else. It's a griminess and a kind of frantic mm. energy 
that is ugh, like it's nuts yeah it's great this one ticked all the boxes yeah it all the fucking boxes mm. like because it had the sexy scenes were sexy the, the violent scenes were very fucking violent the story was good the creepy scenes with the mannequins and and fred like freaking out you really believed him mm. like this was done so well it's probably uh, fucking one of the best films I've seen in a long time. <laughs> Holy shit. Nice, nice. Bar the terrible subtitles and yeah. the fucking... Well, I can't believe I watched it in Mandarin yeah. when there was a Cantonese track. I'm so sure I watched it in Cantonese because I would have... If I heard Mandarin, I would have tried to get another version of I it. I should have fucking looked at that, yeah. But how does that... So it's a great film, but on I feel like the wrongometer is quite difficult for this one. yeah. Have you got any ideas? I haven't actually thought too clearly about how to rank it. It's not It's not the most fucked Cat 3. Like, it's not a Daughter of Darkness. No. But Daughter of Darkness is a 10 on the wrong end. There's, <laughs> there's not much more fucked up than that. I think I... Oh, I'm going to go for a 7.5. <laughs> because... Mainly because the... I think what it does at the end with the kind of softcore element and kind of, yeah, the, that is so weird and creepy and disturbing Mm. that it kind of cranks it up on the fucked up scale. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to say a 7.5. 7.5. All right. I was also, I was thinking like when I was watching it, like, yeah, you got you got Fred. He's dancing with a mannequin and his stuff, and it's a bit like he's a kooky serial killer type guy, and that's all well and fine. But I, I it's not it's not gonna rank too high on the old wrongometer. But as we kind of progressed, um, and as I mentioned before, like we as a viewer know things that aren't necessarily like shown on screen. Yeah. So, for example, like, when we watch the dance scene of them two just embracing each other, but having yeah, just seen a, her yeah. boyfriend being bludgeoned to death, and also, like, the fantastic finale of them, the two of them having the most passionate sex ever, but next to, like, a dead yeah. cop that she's <laughs> so, just killed. Yeah, she's blasted this guy to bits. Having her auntie just been murdered by this guy. Yeah, that's and right. just before her fiancé as well. Mm. But she's just happily having sex with this guy. Like, it's those small details that us, as a viewer, start to question, like, her. Even though she is the... the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for? Victim. The victim of yeah. the story. Mm. And because of those fantastic little details, I think, yeah, for me, a seven. For me, a seven. Nice. It was it was a brilliant movie. If it, I'm going to give this like a five out of five, it was brilliant. <laughs> Everyone watch this fucking film because it's absolutely incredible. Nice. And definitely, I forgive you for making me watch that dog shit <laughs> film before. Well, we gave that one a ten. So yeah. Everyone's got to watch that. That's fucking <laughs> but yeah, it is a great, great cat. I really enjoyed it. Really, so, really enjoyed it. Next week, what you got? Oh, not next week. <sighs> next episode, what you got for us? You know, I've been, I've been um, I have been wondering what I should do but because I've not done a Japanese film in a while I think I'm going to bring it back to Japan nice and do Kei Fujiwara's Ido ah nice yeah I've wanted to watch that for quite a while so nice great. nice yeah perfect Ido 
Excellent. Bake Fujiwara. Nice. Let's go. All right. And if you could please, please, please follow us on Twitter, you can find us at SMSW Podcast on Twitter. And please also, if you could review us on Apple Podcasts and wherever else you might listen to us. And if you know anyone that might like this very niche podcast, please tell them about it. Please share it on Twitter or whatever you use. That would be great. We much appreciate it. Do it. <laughs>